Welcome to the American Med Spa Podcast, Medical Spy Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch is joined by Mary Ann Guerra, founder and CEO of Aesthetics Biomedical. All right, everybody. This is Alex Tiersch, and welcome to the podcast, Medical Spa Insider. And we have um, live and in person on the MSPA hotline, although none of you can see her, I can, because you're not on Zoom like we are. But uh, Marianne Guerra, the, the founder and CEO of Aesthetics Biomedical, uh, super excited to have you um, on the on the program. Uh, for those of you who, who don't know, and you will, um, and, and if you haven't already, you, you will by the end of this. And, and, and I, rec- I really recommend you go check them out. Aesthetics Biomedical makes Vivace, which is an RF microneedling device that I have to tell you, Marianne, whenever I, I talk to folks um, at our boot camps or at our events about it, they, they just go on and on uh, about the efficacy and, and, and how it works. So first of all, welcome and thank you for joining us. Well, Alex, thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to be here and talk to you and then talk to your audience. Yeah, no, it's 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 my pleasure. And I've got a ton of questions. Um, I love it's it's no secret that that I love talking to um, CEOs and, and folks who have kind of you know built things and, and have gone through that long journey. Uh, Aesthetics Biomedical is is has has been in the industry for for, for a while. It's it's a, it's a great company. You've had quite a journey, um, and I would love to just just to kind of start off by um, telling us a little bit about um, why you started Aesthetics Biomedical and kind of what's the what's the why behind the company and and, and more specifically why you chose to get into aesthetics. You have a very varied background, which we'll, we'll get into, but you know, here you are in aesthetics with med spas and Botox and, and chins and noses and, and all sorts of stuff. So how did you end up here? Well, you know, it was a very interesting journey. And the one thing that I've learned in life is that um, everything you do serves a purpose and you'll find that you will use it as you go along, right? You know, so um, when I started out, it may be a full circle. I, I wanted, I thought I should be a patient care provider. I thought I should be a nurse. Yeah. Um, and that quickly left as soon as I did volunteer work in, in college. And then I said, okay, well, I still want to do it. I'm going to, um, I'm going to be a speech pathologist. My cousin was a speech, you know, then I did that and I thought, I I don't have the patience for this. I can't do that. So, but I still was determined. So then I graduated from college and I was in Washington, DC and I worked at the VA hospital and I became a drug and alcohol counselor. Um, And, you know, it was one of these things where, you know, everybody I worked with was either a former drug or alcohol uh, alcoholic. Mm -hmm. And I was the first one they hired that was just educated and, it was a wonderful experience. Um, it was the veterans off the streets of Washington, D.C., so a total um, environment, different groups of individuals I was dealing with, and I was used to in my little hometown in Niles, Ohio. Um, <laughs> and so I learned from that and learned how to, you know, how, wow, everybody comes from different backgrounds. Everybody has different challenges that they're facing in their lives, things that they have to overcome, and sometimes they're even overcoming their families that aren't supporting them to move ahead in that. And so um, then um, I had the opportunity while I was at the VA to start working for the National Institutes of Health and the Cancer Institute. And that journey was amazing because then I learned the importance of science and technology Mm -hmm. and new knowledge. I love it. The term new knowledge is like, you know, you have all this research going on, 
how do we translate that to something that will make a difference in somebody's life, right? And right. so there I learned that, and we had an opportunity to, um, uh, they passed a government law called the Federal Technology Transfer Act. And all of a sudden, I got this opportunity to start working with industry um, as in the federal government and leading change about how do we take this technology and how do we work with industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Allergy and Infectious Diseases, and I worked with Dr. Fauci and at the AIDS, when AIDS was the big problem. Yeah. And it was like, how are we going to do something about this? How are we going to change it? How are we going to get these drugs out uh, faster, the clinical studies? Um, you know, and so... I ended up at the Cancer Institute um, and we had the biggest tech transfer um, opportunity there because mm-hmm. it was the largest institute. And again, let's get these problems solved sooner rather than later, bringing this to the public. And that evolved into, and this is a building. So now I'm, I, then I, while I was at NIH, I went and got my graduate degree in science, innovation and technology and commercialization. Right. So it's like, okay, let's combine the education with, the practical application mm-hmm. of this. And I set up an incubator, mm-hmm. um, a nonprofit incubator to help make this happen when I moved to Arizona, mm-hmm. um, to help the scientists, to help the physicians, to get their ideas out. Mm-hmm. And while I was there, I met a bunch of investors and they said, you know, you should start your own business, Mary. And, you know, you, you seem like you're pretty good at this. And I said, yeah. okay, well, you know, let's think about that. And then Vivachi came along and Vivachi was like, okay, this is something very different for me mm-hmm. because it wasn't curing, you know, cancer or solving new, you know, finding new vaccines and cures and things like that. It was a aesthetic device. Yeah. Um, but by, by then I'd aged <laughs> and I was getting older. And the wear and tear of life was, you know, yeah. coming over. <laughs> Spending yeah, time know, in Washington, I'll do that to you, I imagine. <laughs> I mean, and so you're like, okay, so you have to be concerned about aging because everybody yeah. gets older, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and even if I get treatment today, tomorrow I'm going to get older. Yeah. And so when the opportunity came for Bavachi and it was new, so it was a novel device just coming out. Yeah. Um, they were having trouble getting it through FDA. And here my background, you know, yeah. was, okay, we can help get this done. We can figure out what clinical study needs to be done. We can figure out what we have to do to get this um, cleared. And we did. And it was clear on January 16th of um, 2016. And then I was like, now we've got to sell this to me. <laughs> yeah. said, oh, oh, crap. What do we do now? <laughs> we need a company. And so yeah. all now, all my background of, okay, so I knew the people to get an investment in the company. Yeah. And so they, the investors that wanted me to start a company stepped up and said, you know, we count on you, Marianne, we'll invest. Um, they I raised the capital between March and April of 2016. Mm-hmm. We had the first device sold in May of 2016. Wow. So that compounding of <clears throat> you know yep. all the different things I did led me to uh, create Aesthetics Biomedical and to you know um, now looking at, at this industry and saying you know there really is a need for aesthetics. It's not just vanity. Um, yeah. You know um, it's about people who are aging or are disfigured or, you know, like somebody that has cancer and the Mohs surgery and they need mm-hmm. to have their scars um, taken off their face. I mean, these are things that now you're, you're looking at this. And the interesting thing, um, Alex, was 
when I was deciding to do this, I had a lunch with, um, who was then the president, his name is Rich Bowles, president of Blue Cross Blue Shield um, in Arizona. And I said, mm-hmm. you know, Rich, I'm feeling a little uncomfortable, you know, like moving from this what I called serious science yeah. to yeah. this that. And he looked at me, he said, you know, Marianne, our major expenditure is in elderly and depression and mm-hmm. um, what they go through as they age. He mm-hmm. said, if you could do anything mm-hmm. to help people feel better about that aging process, you would be doing an amazing thing um, yeah. for yeah. health. And that was what got me over the edge. And I said, okay, uh, I feel I make, I'm still making a difference and I'm still doing something important and relevant. So long, long-winded answer to your no, question. No, I, I find that fascinating. And it's, it's so interesting because th- there's... Th- in our industry, and this is something that I've, I've, I haven't had to overcome quite as much as you because I, I came in as a lawyer. I was coming at it from a completely different angle, and so to me it was, it was uh, <laughs> but to me it was an industry, right? It was just it was an industry, um, and the difference between you know quote unquote serious healthcare like you know cancer, AIDS, things like that. Um, t- to me, I, it, it, but it, it's always been out there because it, it, it is, it is something. And, um, we, we have people tell us, you know, this industry should be regulated differently because it's just, it's, it's, we're not trying to cure cancer. This is just, um, aesthetics. But, um, the, the fact that you, as someone who came from, you know, National Institutes of Health, you, you were doing all this really heavy, important research um, to come into aesthetics. Um, it's 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 different, and and to hear the you know your kind of internal, I don't want to say struggle, but the debate you kind of had with yourself about that, I think is I I, I think that's that that's really interesting, and um, you know it's 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 meaningful because I I, I think there is there is depth to what we do, and I think the more that we um, you know acknowledge that, and the more that we're able to you know, push that out to the industry and to the public at large. I think, I, I think we're, we're going to be um, accepted more. Do, do you, have you had any conversations with some of these folks, some of these uh, very important folks from back in the day and you kind of go, now nah, I'm working on skincare. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> well, I do, well, you know, it's interesting because when we were um, the, one of the, my lab chief was also the head of uh, the, um, for dermat- dermatology at NIH. Yeah. And so we talked to him about skincare and, importance of that and um, when you look at the technology sometimes i'll do research i'll be looking at nih is looking at radio frequency and you know so everything you know you you do research and then you apply it in one area and then you apply it in another area but alice the thing that i think is really important in all of this is that um if you don't understand how something works and the possible impact of doing it wrong um, you can really affect somebody and in the aesthetics industry. So, you know, while I don't like regulation, you know, everybody wants to make it easy. I also come from a background that, you know, they're regulating to protect people. Right. right? Yeah. And so we got the Vivace cleared, you know, we got it cleared for fine lines and wrinkles on the face and, uh, you know, a nice indication for use. It wasn't a general one. Um, but I sold it to, you know, a couple um, well-known docs, and one was Emil Tangetti, who I really admire, um, and um, Emil loves the device, but Emil said to me, Marianne, I love the device, and I know it works, but I don't know why it works. You know, radio frequency is new. Why is this device working the way it is? And then David Vassily was on the other coast, and he was saying the same thing, you know, Marianne, I need more data. Mm -hmm. And of course, 
that was, to me was music to my yeah. ears. Because <laughs> when people used to say, you need more before and after photos, I was like, what? What, what do you mean before and after photos? Yeah. <laughs> those. This is ridiculous. You need science, you need data. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when somebody said to me, we actually need data, I was like, oh, thank God, not a before and after photo. Yeah. So we did the studies and incredible learned from the studies, you know, I mean, we, um, had, we, we did the Vivace and we looked at with a porcine spend one megahertz versus two megahertz. Right. Right. And then we looked at, um, the different power levels. So we focused on like three through, uh, eight, right. Because right. that was the whole range that people were using. Um, and then we looked at insulated and non-insulated needles. Right. Um, and we collated all that information and, when we first started, we were suggesting one and two megahertz. You know, you can use both. You can use insulated, non-insulated needles. But at the end of it, the data show one megahertz is going to give you the thermal damage that you need to have the outcome that you want to do uh, facial, you know, fine lines and wrinkles and tightening of the skin. Um, if you use the insulated needle, mm-hmm. you know where the energy is going to be delivered. And so, therefore... You know exactly if you're putting it at 3.2 millimeters, you know you're going to have this bolus of thermal energy that's delivered there, and it's going to create that thermal damage Mm -hmm. that you want to create the collagen and elastin. And if you stack that, you're going to be able to cover, you know, exactly all of the dermis so that you get the best outcome that you can. If you use a non-insulated needle, the energy is dispersed against the whole needle. And so the energy delivery is different mm-hmm. and that's going to have a different outcome mm-hmm. on, you know, um, a, it's going to have a different thermal impact and thermal damage than if you use yeah. an op- the insulated. And that knowledge changed our whole yeah. way of approaching the, the delivery of treatment. That's interesting. Know? So I, you know, I'm, I, I would love to actually take a step back because there, there probably are some folks who are listening who don't, no, we have a lot of new entrants into the marketplace who listen because they want to learn about med spas. They want to learn about how to get into the industry. Um, and, and so maybe they don't know quite enough about what RF microneedling and specifically Vivace does. I mean, I'm curious, what's the, um, you know, give me your, like, talk to me as if I'm a lawyer. Otherwise, I'm a, AKA a very smart Labrador, um, or maybe not so smart Labrador. Um, what is, what is RF microneedling, uh, and, and the Vivace in particular, and what's it going to do for folks if they're getting ready to open a med spa? Like what's the why behind your device specifically? Well, that's great. So the why is, um, how do we help individuals age gracefully? Okay. Naturally, naturally right. and gracefully, right? So um, radio frequency has been proven that it can create thermal um, injury. So right. there's a concept. So there used to be microneedling. And mm-hmm. microneedling would yeah. just go in. It, we call it pur- purposeful injury. Yeah. You're, you're intentionally injuring the body, right? right? Yeah. Why are you doing that? You're doing it so that the body does what it does naturally and it creates elastin and collagen. Right. Well, why would you want to do that? Well, between 25 and 30, which blew my mind, your collagen and elastin's production starts to go down. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm yeah. thinking it's at 45 or 50, right? right? Before I got into the aesthetics industry. So if you think about that, if it continues to go down, that's going to affect your right. skin. Right. So radio frequency 
stimulates that collagen and keeps it at more of the level that you, you know, your body was previously producing it at. So if you could keep it at that level, you're not going to get fine lines and wrinkles because you're keeping it. And if you've lost it, right. you can restore it. Right. So that's the whole idea of microneedling or radiofrequency microneedling is to create that purposeful injury so that you stimulate that collagen so it's acting more like it did when you were younger than it is now because you're older and right. your body's natural functions have slowed down. Right. Um, and when you add radio frequency versus microneedling, you get more of the skin tightening as well mm-hmm. as um, a greater um, production of the collagen elastin because the thermal damage is more intense um, than right. if you did just microneedling. That's now that that was what I was what I was trying to get at. So the 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 difference between just using a microneedling device and your device is that with yours, you get the microneedling, um, you get that impact, but you're also getting the radio frequency, you're getting the skin tightening, and it's, it's just having a better impact. Um, yeah, just more powerful, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah no, I, th- I think that's, um, I mean, truly, it's, it's uh, what I love about, the, one of the things I love about this industry is that is that folks are constantly innovating. And, and the fact that folks, someone came up with microneedling, and then they came up with, uh, radio frequency and someone's like, well, let's just put them together and do it at the same time. And, 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 and here we are. And then you happen to be doing, doing your thing and, and the timing just was perfect. And, 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 and here you are, you know, it, it's interesting when you were telling your, your story, it, it doesn't sound, and please correct me if I'm wrong. It doesn't sound like you were a kind of a born, entrepreneur, someone who wanted to be a bit entrepreneur and a business owner your whole life. And, and maybe you did, or it was just kind of dormant. And then it was, was, a, was woken up at some point. Um, but you were, you were going through, um, other avenues. And then, you know, some folks had to kind of say, look, this would be something you'd be really good at. We trust you. We like you. I'm willing to invest in you, which is, and then you had the, 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 the good sense to, to take that advice and go with it. Is, is that accurate? Or was this something you always wanted to do? It was just a matter of time. You know, everything you do in life compounds, right? You know, yeah, so I absolutely. And in the uh, Niles, Ohio, which was steel industry, it was called the Steel Valley, right? Mm-hmm. So everybody worked at the steel mills or the auto industry. And my father was an independent insurance man, set up his own business, and my mother helped him set it up. And so they were definitely entrepreneurs. And I grew up with that. Um, when I went to work for the federal government, um, I was pretty well known for um, changing things. Mm-hmm. So um, I hate the word no. Um, and um, I don't believe in breaking rules. But I also believe that, you know, as I said, I'm a firm believer that government and regulation has a place. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it gets overregulated and sometimes it gets over. So mm-hmm. um, like my last job at the N- um, NCI, I was hired because they said the administrative system in the NCI is broken. Um, they had a blue ribbon panel and it was actually chaired by Michael Bishop, who's a Nobel mm-hmm. laureate. Yeah. Um, right. I mean, this is like big stuff, these guys. And I was recruited to recreate the system. Mm-hmm. And I totally redid the system, totally shut it down, cut out bureaucracy, did all this stuff. And, you know, and so I've always viewed myself as somebody that I don't go into any, you know, a fun story was with Tony Fauci. So after I went to the NCI and I ripped it apart and rebuilt the administrative structure, Tony called me over and asked me what I consider being his executive officer mm-hmm. and moving back to allergy infectious diseases. 
And I said, you know, Tony, well, what's wrong? What's not working? You know, what do you want me to fix? And he said, no, it's working really good. You know, just come over and, you know, do, you know, run the, help me run yeah. the place. And I was like, I'm not the person for you. You know, I mean, I'm not the person that just maintains the status quo. I'm the right. person that likes to change things. And so when I left, you know, I've always had the spirit of how do we do something new? BioXL, we started it from scratch, you know, raised the donations mm -hmm. to create aesthetics biomedical, you know, was, you know, it's kind of a natural progression. It's like, okay, how do I take all this information yeah. and recreate something? Um, and so, um, well, my history seems like I wasn't, um, yeah. I always like to do something new and something innovative and something creative. Yeah. Um, and surround myself by people that want to do that. Hey folks, it's Alex Tiersch, and I got a question for you. What's the number one reason why you haven't purchased the latest laser for your aesthetic practice, or why you haven't launched a new treatment you've been talking about for months? If you're like most, it's because you don't have the time. Time to train the staff, the time to consult with your patients, run social media ads. The issue of time is very, very real, and it's overwhelming, frankly, for all of us. What if I told you that it didn't have to be that way? thanks to our friends at RepeatMD. What if a company like Starbucks had already solved this problem and their solution can solve this for you too, just like it does for them? In fact, their solution works so well that it's allowed them to successfully launch 42 new products since 2020, over 15,000 locations. Their magic solution is called the Starbucks Rewards mobile app. And for you, it's called RepeatMD. RepeatMD has the exact same thing for your practice. They build your aesthetic practice its own private label mobile rewards app. Think of it like a Starbucks rewards app, but specifically for your aesthetic practice. Here are some average results that RepeatMD has gotten for their clients. 51 new patient referrals in the first 90 days. Eight out of 10 rewards members purchase a new service within the first six months and $313,000 in top line revenue growth in the first. Visit repeatmd.com slash amspa to book a quick product demonstration. That's repeatmd slash amspa, A-M-S-P-A. And you'll receive a 50% off coupon towards your first purchase for being a listener of Medical Spa Insider. Just go to repeatmd.com slash amspa. Thanks so much. I think it's, 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 it's really, it's, it's, this, it's very much the same thing. It's very similar to, to someone who is an entrepreneur. I mean, you're, you're, you're doing things, you're changing things, you're, you're making a difference, you're creating, um, and that, that, you know, throughout your career, you've, you've done these different things and, and, and it leads you here. And, um, I just, I, I love the timing of it. The fact that you happen to be introduced at the exact right moment. And, and I totally agree with you. You know, everything compounds, you know, everything happens for a reason, all the, all the, the lessons you learn, the the failures, the successes of the past kind of come together. And at the right moment, you happen to be there and and and, and you've been able to launch this device. I'm curious, what's your what are your thoughts? I mean, you're, you're not uh, you're, you're not new to the industry, but but it, the industry has been around for for a bit. I'm curious, coming from from Washington and all that, what, what, what do you think of the industry as a whole? What are your overall thoughts on on aesthetics and where it's going and 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 and, and all that? Um. You know, so what do I think of it? Um, I think it's different than I expected it to be. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I think um, having a higher standard in clinical studies 
and that I think it needs to be. I mm-hmm. think um, I've seen a little bit too much, um, you know, sales without data. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, um, well, and this in business anyway. And so it, I have my basic principles that yeah. I operate by, right? Yeah. You know, and um, you know, even with my staff, we have principles of operation, right. and this is what you follow. And we have our values, you mm-hmm. know, honesty, creativity, integrity. These are, and I actually live by them. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I don't see that always happening yeah. um, around me, and that frustrates me yeah. um, because um, you know. I think everybody can get ahead by doing the right thing. I don't think you need to try to get ahead by doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and so, um, and so like what I tell my salespeople, you know, we just did a meeting, uh, perspectives, right. The, mm-hmm. uh, evolution of aesthetics. And I've been asked about why I did it. And I said, it, it, we did it. One is to educate people. So on radio frequency, people use radio frequency, but they don't use it correctly. We know right. that, right? right. Uh, we know it from our study. We we learn from it and change the way we do things. And um, when I went out and I was talking to some physicians, there was confusion about the benefit of two megahertz versus one megahertz mm-hmm. because they'd been sold that two megahertz was better, right? You know, use two megahertz. It doesn't hurt, but you're going to get these great outcomes, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, it doesn't hurt. That's right. But you're not mm-hmm. going to get the outcomes that mm-hmm. you're going to get with a one megahertz. Mm-hmm. So I brought in actually, you know, somebody that one might view as my competitor, Vic Ross, who supports another RF microneedling device and has done, you know, been their advisor for that. And I had him talk on radio frequency, educate the Mm -hmm. people that are attending. So they understand it. Your question, what does it do? Mm -hmm. Why does it work? How does it work? Right. You can talk about all the different radio frequency devices and talk about the strengths and weaknesses, but educate them on what, they need to know so yeah. that they can either buy the right devices or use their devices in a more effective manner. Right. And then I call my salespeople, your job is to tell them why our device does all of the things that need to be done to get the outcomes that the physician wants and the patient wants to see. Mm. And that's, you know, for me, the approach is I'm not ever going to put down another company's products Mm -hmm. to promote my own. I'm going to promote my products because we believe in them and we have data behind them. Mm -hmm. And I'd like to see a little bit more of that going in rather than people trying to, um, you know, put another product down, you know, so um, that's kind of my approach. And and with this industry, I'd like to see a little bit more of of that positive than the negative. Yeah. I love that. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. I think it's it's very astute that 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 that, that you even recognize that because um, our the industry is very. It's I hate to use this word, but in some ways it's it's appropriate. It's it's a bit immature, and that it it needs to professionalize a little bit more. And, and part of that is because, like you said at the beginning, you know everybody wants these anti aging treatments. And there's been almost like this kind of renaissance of of technology where we've been able to to solve some of these issues, you know, wrinkles, um, all the things that 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 RF microneedling does, all the things that that skin tightening does, all those things have they they work, and so people want to get a piece of that action, and as a result, it's kind of all happened very quickly, and. Um, in any circumstance, when you have that much demand and 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 not 
and really no regulation or at least no enforcement of that regulation, you're going to have people who go out there and start doing things. So, um, well, I couldn't agree with you more. And I think the, 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 the more that we do that and provide that framework and provide the level of playing field and the, the, the assurances to the public that what we're doing is safe and it's, it's data driven, it's driven by science. I think the more, um, the, 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 the better we're all going to be, I'm kind of, well, you know, let me give you an example. I mean, we had the very wonderful experience of having an audit by FDA. Oh, um, nice. You know, yeah. <laughs> they appeared and you know, you're like, um, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, that's part of the business, right? right. You know, um, and so um, when we, we got done with the audit, you know, I mean, I sat through it and then we went over and we went to our warehouse. We, we went everywhere, you know, talked to people, everything. Um, and she said to me, she said, you know, I have to tell you, you were the only CEO that has sat through an entire audit and listened to everything that was going on. He That's said, interesting. I know you care about doing the right thing and, and how your company's operating, um, you know, and that shocked me. You yeah. know, I mean, I, uh, me, I me, me too. Hearing that it's, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not very encouraging. Yeah. I mean, so I think that, and I mean, he doesn't just do aesthetics. He does other yeah. things, but um, I, I find that, you know, how can you fix problems or how can you make sure that you've created the infrastructure that you need if you're not paying attention to something as important as that? I mean, you know, FDA comes in, they can shut you down. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, and um, you want to know that you're doing the right thing and you have the right checks and balances and all that. So, you know, and I, I think um, and it's no fun. You know, a lot of that stuff is no fun. Our yeah. poor quality person, you know, she walks in the room and everybody's like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, it's a necessary evil, I guess. Yeah. I say. I, you know, I, I can't help but think that that your your background and your past, you know, in Washington and some of these institutes really um, lent itself to that type of attitude because you, you've, you've, you've seen kind of what some of the, 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 the rigors are of going through these studies and what the FDA does and what some of these other places do. Um, so, so you know how, how important the science and the data and the tests and the studies are, um, you know, whereas a lot of folks are, are coming in and they're, they're developing new things and they're just, they're just out there trying to, you know, trying to be the next, the next big thing. Um, how was looking back on it? I mean, again, you're you're in a very different industry, um, but in in many ways, your skills have lent themselves to come to this point from the beginning. But how did working for Dr. Fauci, which by the way, has got to be crazy seeing him all over the TV now, is just got to be got to be bonkers for you. But how did doing all that? Um, uh, how does that you know reflect itself on on aesthetics biomedical in your in your current business? If that makes sense. Um, to me, I'm struck by, um, people not trusting data. Mm. Um, I had this wonderful chat with one of my younger staff and we were talking about the COVID vaccine, right. right. And yep. not getting it. And I was like, you know, because again, I grew up with, you know, I mean, you get measles, you get this, you take this, yeah. everybody wants all of these, these products. Um, and why would you not trust, you know, the data now, yeah. you know, I mean, and, um, so, so I, I feel bad because when I was younger, you trusted the data mm. and now we were in a predicament where politics may have gotten in the way mm. of, you know, 
understanding how important the data is and making people not make decisions that that they should. Um, and so watching that, you know, watching Dr. Fauci and watching all of that, um, I think what it does is it just encourages me that as we go forward, we still do the right thing. We have the data. We can feel comfortable talking about what we're doing and have data behind it. And, you know, I'll, I'll take the example of our, like our Sony, uh, you know, skincare, that's all you, where um, take plasma. So platelet-rich plasma, you know, you draw the blood, um, you spin it down, you've got this concentration of platelets, and folks have been using it for orthopedics. They've been, you know, went, went from orthopedics. Mm-hmm. And this is the great thing about science. You know, you mm-hmm. use it here and then you say, oh, well, what does it do? Oh, it mm-hmm. stimulates collagen and elastin. Oh, well, we're trying to do that in the face. Let's mm-hmm. see if we could use that on the face. And so then it went into aesthetics and aesthetics. Then they started injecting it um, to get that same response. And then they did the facials, you know, mm-hmm. and a lot of times you'll do radio frequency, you'll do a Lilachi and you'll put PRP on post. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of been an evolution from you know, one totally different area into another different yeah. area. Um, and so our new product was um, we developed a way of retaining their platelets in their natural state. So that, you know, um, the reason, you know, everybody uses PRP immediately is because the platelets degranulate in four to six hours. That's what they say. I'm not even sure everybody's tested that, but that was what mm-hmm. everybody thought. So four to six hours um, we designed the serum that would keep those platelets in their natural state for 120 days. Mm. That's huge science, right? And mm. that is like a uh, hundred thousand times what it was before we did this. Um, and so we did two clinical studies. I mean, we did clinical studies to show outcomes. We did include before and after photos <laughs> to mm-hmm. show what you did before and what you did after. So I have been convinced that you do have to include those. <laughs> um, we did um, histology. You know, we did studies to make sure that they were safe, you know, that it wasn't going to carry, you know, um, you know, HIV or something like that if you if you did this. Um, so we did all of that. And, um, you know, then we did a second study and we confirmed all of that. And we, you know, showed, you know, more. I think the first time I, we went to 120 days in the second study. But when we went out and started talking to the the physicians, they, you know, like, well, what, it, that's not possible. And we'd be <laughs> like, well, yeah, here, here it is. We'll show you. And, you know, Dr. Zoe Dralos did the two studies. And, you know, um, you know, this person did the histology and this person did this, these very well-known sources. And it's published in two peer-reviewed you know, we have two publications in two peer-reviewed journals. Mm-hmm. And the first pa- paper was downloaded. It was one of the most top 10 downloaded publications, like in the last five years. And it had been published in August. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the top 10 over the last five years mm-hmm. because it was so new and novel. Right. Um, you know, and that's where, and now we even struggle with convincing people. And that's right. the, the, you know, you, you, you need to have data, but they're not going to believe you if you don't have it. And even if you have it, mm-hmm. you really have to convince them that it's solid data. And I think that when I look back on, you know, what Tony's doing and what people are doing, you know, you're always going to be struggling against uh, people not believing, even if it's in, in front of their face. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then over time they do, right. you know, over time they move in a different direction because, you know, somebody else will use it and they'll say, Oh, 
you believe that. Right. Yeah, I believe it. And so they apply it. Right. You know, so, um, you know, I, I think that what we're doing in aesthetics and what we're doing at ABM is that evolution of you're going to do things, people aren't going to believe it. They're going to say, ah, oh, it's not necessary. And then over time, they're going to say, oh, wait a minute. Now I see. Yeah. You know, now you've provided enough information for me that I'm a believer. Well, in, 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 in many ways, we, we talk a lot about it at our, when we do our business boot camps, we'll talk, you know, you talk about sales and, and selling, right? And selling medical treatments is tough for, for some folks because they are medical treatments. But really what, what we always say is, you know, all sales is, is, um, you know, education and trust really you're, that you're getting them to, to trust you by educating them and, and showing them data and statistics that, that, that make you trustworthy. And that's very much the same thing that, 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 that you were doing. Um, and and that Dr. Fauci has been doing even over, over time with all this, it's just, you know, how do you get people to trust you? And then what's the data you can show them to do that? Um, and and so that's really what, 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 what you're doing now, you know, you, you mentioned also, you mentioned, and I would love to talk about this quickly, the, um, uh, your skincare, uh, Sony, I think you said it was called and, and Sophie, me. So me. Okay. Show me. Gotcha. Um, what, so like, like some S O M E. So M E. So me. Gotcha. That's all you. Okay. Gotcha. So me. Gotcha. Um, what's, so talk a little bit about that and what's, what's next for, for aesthetics biomedical. I mean, you're just really, you're just getting started. I feel like Vivachi has been a, been a huge success, but really there's, there's a long way to go with, you know, even getting that out there. Um, skincare has been great. What's the, what, what, what's next and, 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 and talk a little bit about Somi and, and what that does. Yeah, so we, we have some exciting things. So, you know, when it comes to Vivachi, you know, we love it here, but, um, we were just in Mexico. We're hopefully getting it cleared in Mexico in the next um, month, we hope. And um, I think it's going to take off uh, there very well. Um, we were very excited about what we saw down there and the interest in it. Um, you know, so that's something as a company we're doing. Um, Sony um, is, um, you know, more and more it's becoming um, used in the practices. Mm-hmm. Um Nobody likes to do the blood draw. That's the downside of it. Um, The upside of it is it's natural. It's your own growth factors. And, you know, you're buying products that have synthetic growth factors in it or, you know, the the controversy on exosomes, you know, and can you use them? Should you use them? All of those things. Well, you know, if you're using your own platelets, um, those platelets have all the biomolecules and that are the growth factors that are the exosomes. It's all of that. So, you know, you got that all wrapped up in one nice package. Um, and so what does that mean? Well, that means it's a more simple approach to your skincare. Mm-hmm. Do you need to have all these other products on your face? Right. right. And so um, I'd like to go to a minimalist approach. Um, you know, I don't know if everybody would agree with me on this. I mean, I talked to some physicians and we've got one practice in um, Chicago that basically stopped selling every other skincare product except for Somi and I think one other one that they use for people who don't want their blood drawn. Um, but um, so we also have a, a number of physicians that are moving and using it post more ablative treatments yeah. Yeah. Um, because it's um, the healing is is really good. And this is one thing it's, you know, if you use this brand and you combine it with this brand and then you combine it with this brand, do they all work together? Are they all compatible, Mm -hmm. you know, and, or are you basically, you know, 
diluting or actually doing something counteractive if you place this on top of something else because it's different scientists that are right. you know right. research that are creating these products um so i i like to go to a simple purist approach so um in SOMI, there's 22 ingredients and then 23 is with the prp yeah so um, so in the, in the process is you're actually drawing blood from the from the patient you spin it down and um you know generally if you spin it down yep. you need nine ml of SOMI or mm-hmm. PRP and our SOMI bottles are 27 mLs mm-hmm. and you put three mLs of your PRP in each bottle. So, you know, it takes you five minutes to centrifuge it. It takes you two seconds mm-hmm. to put the three mLs in, you shake it and you take it home. Mm-hmm. But for post treatment, what they're doing is potentially just doing one bottle of it. So they'll do the treatment, the, um, uh, the ablative treatment, like a CO2 mm-hmm. fractional uh, laser, and then they will send them home with one bottle of it as the post-treatment. Mm-hmm. And we're doing a study right now. We've got a couple studies going on where they're not using anything else. Mm-hmm. They're just using that. Yeah. And, you know, so that they, they don't have this concern about conflicting yeah. things and patient compliance. You know, you go home and the patient say, you need to put this on, then three hours later you need to do this, yeah. and then you need to do that, yeah. you know. All you have to do is put this on morning yeah. and night. That's all you have to do. Wash your face, put this on. It's easy. Compliance yeah. becomes easy. Um, so what we're looking at in that line is, um, so 22 ingredients, half of those ingredients basically are requirements by FDA for preservatives and cosmetics. Right. You have to have them in there. So the other half are what is, you know, the, um, the beef, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. and so, um, and that's patented. We have a couple patents issued on that already, and we call it BioLite 5. So we're looking at can we create a better cleanser with mm-hmm. BioLite 5? Mm-hmm. And then you use your SoMe, so you're building and compounding on the uh, BioLite 5 mm-hmm. and that, that structure that we've created. And then a moisturizer, and not because I want to have a moisturizer, but because so many people love to have a moisturizer. Yeah. They feel like it's the old days. You know, you used to go to bed yeah. in the old movies, they had the moisturizer yeah. in their face. People still like that. Um, but only if we can put BioLite 5 in it mm-hmm. and find a way of that moisturizer taking the SOMI and elevating it to an even mm-hmm. better level. So basically, you know, putting even more um energy behind the the platelets and the biomolecules that you've already that we've already introduced to your skin if we can do that then i want to have a moisturizer mm-hmm. um, and that's what we're working on right now the formulation of can we do that can we um you know do something that will make the somi treatment even better um through a what, moisturizer what, what's the response been the initial response been to to, to somi i mean you mentioned some doctors are using it nothing else i mean has have people been happy with the results and what, is, what it's doing well the the one thing that's really important is we have not had one negative reaction from any patient using SOMI, which in this yeah. industry, you have to have your device hotline, yeah. your, your hotlines, your clinical mm-hmm. hotlines, and you don't have reactions because people, it's their own. It's their own stuff. So for a, from a dermatologic perspective, I would think they should love that because yeah. they don't have to worry about, I put this on and then I have a flare up. Um, so we're, it's building. The momentum is, is um, going and going. And, um, you know, we've been invited um, to attend some meetings, like Sinusure has their own meetings mm-hmm. and Alma has their own meetings. 
um, and to talk about SOMI because they have the lasers and they have the downtime mm-hmm. and they're looking for products that can um, want, you know, have people using their lasers more because the, yeah. you know, people don't want a laser treatment because they don't want to be out for two weeks. Right. You know, you can have a product like SOMI and have only, you know, five days or less, um, you know, then you should want to grab yeah. onto that. So, um, so we've got more traction there um, and hopefully we'll get more traction that after they use it, they see the benefit that they'll start using it as their day-to-day skincare. Um it's exciting yeah. stuff. Honestly, I think that's really cool. I, I it's, it's, uh, and, 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 you know, for you, the benefit to the brand with, with just the, the hype about PRP, everyone, uh, you know, everyone's getting into that, you know, so you're using your own, using your own, um, you know, your own essence, uh, in, 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 in the skincare. I think, I, I think that's great. That's, um, uh, w- when can we expect to hear more about that and about maybe the moisturizer? Is this coming this year or next year? In 2022, okay. um, we'll have that. Sony is available right now. Um, we have been expanding internationally, so I'm excited about that because um, we're finalizing clearances in Indonesia, and um, we've we've got Turkey and Belgium, and um, God, yeah. and all these um, Dubai. Um, That's great. So we're, we're we're all over um, that. We're slowly building up that, so that's pretty exciting. Um, and then, um, so, you know, and Mexico will get it as well. Um, we're, we're working on that clearance as well. And then, um, you know, hopefully, you know, we will be moving from a, you know, a device perspective, building on the knowledge that we have and, and hopefully, you know, moving, um, things along in that direction as well, um, in the next year. Hey folks, it's Alex Tiersch and I wanted to give you a quick message from our friends at Skytail Group. The medical industry is changing rapidly. For medical spa owners, there's no better time to achieve your vision to grow, scale, or sell your med spa business. You just need an experienced financial and strategic partner to help you reach your goals. Skytail Group offers financial consulting and M&A advisory services for med spa. Their hands-on team of industry experts helps Our clients grow sustainably, open multiple locations, and maximize their business value when they're ready to sell. So if you're ready to grow, scale, or sell, partner with Skytail Group. Visit them at www.skytailgroup.com, which is S-K-Y-T-A-L-E group.com, or call 469-513-4046 to set up a free consultation. Thanks again to Skytail. You ever look back at where you are and, and when you were at uh, NIH or the, the Cancer Institute and say, man, I, how did I get here? This is just a totally, totally different area. I used to think it was a challenge when I worked at the Cancer Institute, you know, and, and the things you faced, and, you know, that was easy. Compared. I mean, <laughs> NCI was funny because it was their budget at that time when I was there. It was a $5 billion budget. And my administrative staff had over 550 people on it just reporting to me. That was kind of what wow. I dealt with, you know. And, like, that was easy compared yeah. to <laughs> you know, this whole company that we're trying to grow and raise money and, you know, do all these things for. It's just like, man, I love the good, good old days and just take care of, a you know, a $5 billion budget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, wow. I can't even, I can't even imagine that. Um 
Um, well, but I mean, congratulations on, on everything. I think it, it's really exciting what you guys are building. You know, we, we've, we've worked with, with, with your company for, for a while. You, you, you cut, you've been great supporters of ours. We've the, we, we love, uh, everything that you guys have been doing. Your, your folks have been very professional and, and, and I think that's great. Um, and, and congrats on, on the success and, and, and I hopefully world domination is, is, is forthcoming. Um, as an entrepreneur, you, you just, um, it is so hard. And I thought I knew how hard it was to be yeah. an entrepreneur. So Until you do it though, right? Out there, I really applaud them because it, it really is hard. And, you know, um, you face these challenges. Um, and the one thing I tell the staff all the time is, you know, no matter what adversity we face, there's something to learn from it. You know, um, you know, so it's you don't want to go through it, but you you go through it and you learn from it. And then we build on that knowledge. And I think we've done a really good job as a small company. No matter what has happened, we learn and we build on it and we grow from it. Um, You know, and um, I think we've also learned, you know, it's not just about us. Mm. It's about the provider and what the provider needs, but it's about the consumer. You yeah. know, that we have to look at, you know, what is the consumer need? Um, you know, and um, again, this gets back to integrity in business. It's like, I don't want to be selling something that's not good and it's not worth the money. You know, I mean, if they're going to spend this money, I want them to get outcomes, um, you know, and that, you know, so if I want to feel good about who I am and good about the company when we're successful. And, um, you know, we've kind of reached that pinnacle of some of the other companies. I want to feel like we did it the right way for the right reasons. Um, and then that we've benefited, um, you know, the industry in a positive way, but we've benefited the, the providers and we've benefited the consumers. It's cause it's just not about me and ABM. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a, a holistic approach that to me is important that we achieve. So, um, you know, I hope we're, we show leadership in the aesthetic industry, mm-hmm. the way we're doing things. Um, I hope that, you know, our higher standard starts to transcend to other people in the business. Um, and, um, you know, I, you know, believe I'm always optimistic. You know, I, the one thing my staff, uh, the, so I'll use one swear word. <laughs> oh my so, Lord. I would, yeah, the, I'm going, so be we're going to go I live just, for this one. <laughs> okay. You got to find the pony in the shit pile. Right. <laughs> so I tell them that all the time. I said, you know, Sometimes the shit pile is big and the pony's really small. You just got to dig, dig it, find it. I said, and then the one thing we miss is you got to get on that pony and ride it out. Ride it out of the shit pile. Oh, man, I'm going to use that one. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, You know what you got to do? You got to get... You got to do an Instagram stories with with uh, Tony Fauci getting getting uh, Vivace. Just zap him. Just walk up to him and zap him. There you go. That's pretty good. I mean, I was looking at him. Trust me. I was. You know, the bad thing about aesthetics is when you see something, you start assessing them. And say, I know, right? <laughs> it it becomes it's it's a blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, well, I met him. I, I think he was. Uh, just getting married. So it was, you know, it was years ago um, and kind of looking at it now and, you know, well, I think he looks pretty good for his age. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, considering uh, this class, right? I mean, uh, he's, oh my goodness, I can't, I can't imagine. I, that's one job I would not want to have. I have to, I have to, to tell you that. Um, 
Um, oh, no, especially achieve so many things already. I mean, uh, you know, the one thing that, you know, you, you go back 20 years and you look at something and um, I remember um, it was a, the elections were going on and um, there's the debate and George Sr. Yeah. was running, you know, and he was in one of the debates and, you know, he was talking about we need more heroes in America. And um, he's like, you know, and he mentioned this here and then he said, and like Tony Fauci at the NIH, he's a hero um, because he's attacking AIDS. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and there was this, everybody was behind solving that problem. And, and he was a hero and politics were aside. And, you know, it, it was kind of a very cool thing to see, you know, when your leader is considered a hero for the nation. And I think we do need more heroes, right? We need more heroes that, um, you know, we can all applaud and, and, and embrace. And, yeah. so, you know, so. well, and, and I, you know, not to bring this too full circle, but I, I think, um, you know, what we need right now in, in aesthetics is, you know, we need some of those leaders also who are, who, who, who take the approach that, that you talked about earlier, which is, you know, more regulation isn't necessarily bad. We just need to make sure it's the it's it's the right regulation, and 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 we're not you know we're not overtaxing it. We don't want to go too far, but you know we need to have a, a professionalized, safe industry. And, and a lot of that I think falls on industry, like you know the the device manufacturers, the the drug manufacturers. Um, you know, right now there's 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 a lot of folks just selling, and, and they'll sell to anybody, and 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 they'll sell to anybody who's trying to do anything that they want. And so I think we all have a responsibility to make sure that we can get some of those folks, um, you know, we, we, we want this to be safe and we want this to be effective and we want the public to trust us. And so we need more folks like you to, to, to be there and to, and to help lead because I, I you know, it's the, the only thing that can stop this industry from, from reaching the stratosphere is, is ourselves. If we just kind of destroy ourselves by doing silly things. And so I, I appreciate all that you're saying. And Alex, it will, I mean, because, you know, we've talked to FDA as we've gone through um, different things with the FDA and even with, um, you know, when we had our inspection, you know, and they say, you know, they're going to start regulating the aesthetics industry more, Mm -hmm. you know, and, um, you know, so, um, again, you could view it as a bad thing or a good thing, but, you know, um, I think that everybody ought to stop and take a look and see how do you do things and try to in, improve it and, uh, you know, you know, tighten it up a bit because otherwise if you don't, it's going to hurt everybody. And that's, that's the thing is you might think you're escaping it, mm-hmm. but if they come down on you, then they're going to start then questioning everybody else. Yeah. Right. And you don't want that to happen. You know I mean? Because then all of us will be, um, you know, take longer to get our products to market and, and things like that. So, you know, um, you know, I, I think, if, you know, we should all kind of say, you know, let's look at what we do, how we do it, try to do it a little bit better, tighten things up um, and, and do it for not only our businesses. But, you know, um, again, I've seen some some people using these devices and having some pretty ugly outcomes because, mm-hmm. you know, they don't know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and, you know, and then it stems to, you know, um, you know, what's. What's the old saying, you know, um, if, how do you get rid of a laser salesman? You just buy the device yeah. and you never see them again. Yeah, you know? that's right. So, um, you know, we, we need to get away from that. And, and also, um, you know, like our training, we, we spent the last year really improving our training um, and 
our trade, it's all central now and they're all certified because we want them to understand the, you know, be educated and know how the device works and know what to do and what not to do. Um, And so, you know, um, we didn't have to do that. You know, we could just send the devices out, let salespeople train and, you know, um, you know, hopefully everybody will then join our Instagram or things and learn, but that's not the the right way to do it. Um, You know, and so I think that that education piece is a really important piece that people need to think about more is, you know, you know, I wouldn't want somebody with a laser on my face that didn't know what they were doing, you know? Um, And uh, because, yeah, I mean, radio frequency, you know, I, people usually recover from, you know, I mean, even if they get an aggressive treatment, but some of the other ones could be a little bit more, um, you know, have a longer term effect. Well, Marianne, I, I, I really appreciate you um, taking the time to, 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 to spend some time with us. And I appreciate all you're doing. And, and I appreciate the, um, the approach you're taking. And um, where can folks uh, find out more about Vivashi and Somi if they, if, 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 if they want to find out more? So we have uh, the Vivashi experience. You know, Google it. Go yeah. in and you know, go right to a website that's all about Vivashi. And it'll also tell you who all the providers are near you. Um, so me, you could just type in so me and you'll get the same information. Um, and then just go to aesthetics biomedical website. Um, and it will lead you through all of, um, you know, the information that you need. We have the information on so and all of, uh, relevant information that you need to uh, contact us. Awesome. I, I usually give out, I'll give you my email. This drives Sheldon crazy, but you know, you could uh, also email me at Marianne at aestheticsbiomed.com. Oh, boy. And, um, you know, <laughs> I, I will respond. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I appreciate that. I'm going yeah. to email you right away. Because <laughs> <laughs> I will call people and I'll talk to them and they'll be like, I can't believe you're actually calling me or talking to me. And I'm like, but, but you know, when you do, you hear things that you you wouldn't hear otherwise, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's the old telephone game. By the time something gets to me, it's, it doesn't yeah. sound anything like what the user said. So we call them up and, you know, okay, I heard you were complaining. Tell me about it. And you're the CEO. They're like, what? Um, oh, you know, <laughs> and then you have a conversation. And, and literally, you know, most of those, I don't think I've ever had one where it's ended badly. It's ended up, you know, where... They know you care. They know you're going to try to fix something. And, um, you know, um, I've learned from it. And that's the most important thing. I called somebody once and they were like, can't you just have your phone number on the front of, you know, the website? Can't you just do this? I'm like, oh, yeah, sure. (laughs) You know, so so simple things. things You know, let's put your email address and cell phone number on every device that you sell. How about and that'll be uh, the perfect way to get people to get in touch. So, you know, the chairman of my board is um, Todd Davis, right? And Todd Davis was LifeLock, right? And he had, he was the one that had his photo on the billboards with his social security number on it and said, you know, LifeLock will protect you. And he had his social security number in case you wanted to try to hack and do his stuff. So he's my chairman. So, you know, there you go. <laughs> if he could do that, I could put yeah, my Yeah, that's exactly right. 
Well, I wish we, you know, we'll have to, we've been, we're bumping up against a, a full hour here, uh, which is great. I, I honestly, I, I could talk to you all day and, and I would love to talk um, further. I, I, there's a lot of other things that you're doing and exciting things. And I know as, as time goes on, you're going to have more. So uh, thank you for taking some time to talk to us um, and, and educate folks on, on Vivachi and Somi and your journey. And uh, I appreciate it. Uh, I appreciate the opportunity and I'll see you in uh, Vegas um, at M-Spa in January. That's right. I can't wait. I'll see you there. Thanks for joining us this week with the American Med Spa podcast, Medical Spa Insider. This week, founder Alex Tiersch was joined by Marianne Guerra, founder and CEO of Aesthetics Biomedical. If you are new with us, we would love to invite you to hit the subscribe button. Click it now so you can get AmSpa content delivered to you each time. Leave a rating and a review. See you on our next episode.